0: And we're back. Welcome to But Make It Hallmark, our Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas official kickoff. You're here with me, Patty, and I'm here with my co-host, Chingai. Hey, Chingai. Hola. Hello. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I'm not yet ready, but I have my uh, hot chocolate and we are good to go. So as you guys know, Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries have kicked off the uh, holiday season with Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas, and for this episode and the episodes to come for the foreseeable future, you will be hearing from us a lot longer, but probably a lot shorter the episodes because we have lives. Um, But in these episodes, we will be doing it a bit differently this year. I actually don't know how many movies there are, are coming out. I don't think it's as much as last year, but... Uh, to make it scalable and enjoyable for everyone, we're going to focus on the movies that we enjoyed and say a little something something about the movies we think could be improved. <laughs> Let's just put it because, that way.
1: Because all, the, there always are a few.
0: There's always room for improvement and we're really excited to see what homework has in store for us this holiday season because Christmas 2020 was peak Christmas, and I don't know how they're going to top that, but maybe, maybe this year they'll try. We start off, Chingkai, with Hallmark's debut of the season. We have You, Me, and the Christmas Tree, starring Danica McKellar and Benjamin Iris. Olivia is a Connecticut's resident expert on evergreens who, just days before the holiday, agrees to help Jack, a fourth generation Christmas tree farmer in Avon. A mysterious illness has befallen his, their furs, causing them to die out and threatening his family's 100-year-old business. As Olivia tries to get to the root of the problem and extends her stay in town, she and Jack spend more time together and feelings begin to develop. Chingai, I would classify this as a mistletoe miss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to see the silver linings here, Okay. So, I think there were some good points. For one thing, this is Danica McKellar's last Hallmark movie. That's exactly what I wrote down! (laughs) Because she has signed up for GAC. So, we are really interested in GAC and wish them all the best. We are very interested in what they have for the lineup. But I have to say, at least, the side characters were nice. Um, The mom and, like, the townsfolk seemed like good people Uh, maybe I cared about them a little more. I came into this with maybe expectations because it's the first one of the season. I guess the bad, on the other hand, would still be Danica (laughs) MacKellar. I'm so sorry. I just can't. She really isn't one of my favorite actresses. And it just makes me sad that they wasted this first one on her. So at least for me, how could it be better Maybe replace Danica with like a Nikki Deloach since we know she could do a do-over with Benjamin Ayres from The Cranberry Christmas, which I didn't quite like. But maybe this time we're not be really better. Or maybe replace her with Emily Ulrup because she seems to like nature and trees, nature. I don't know.
1: <laughs> what for are your me, thoughts, the, only way, the only way to improve this movie is for us to go back in time <laughs> a, la, a la Hallmark Magic magical realism and like put this movie up in like the early 2000s because that's what it felt like it was super basic i hated the the farm enemy guy (laughs) like 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 fake adam levine adam devine i'm sorry (laughs) not adam levine and and it was just like super low stakes and i say this because Okay, I think bulk of our audience isn't from the Philippines, but I'm gonna make a very Pinoy reference here. There was a local movie that was super like this, starring Jericho Rosales and Christine Hermosa, where it was a mango farm and Christine was the mango mango tree whisperer. They did it so much better. Uh, I don't remember the name of that movie, but I remember it somehow. It was much more memorable than You, Me, and the Christmas Trees.
0: Such a shame, such a shame. But I don't mm-hmm. want to dwell too much on this because it's a mistletoe miss anyway. Chingay, what's your next? Okay.
1: movie? Okay, the next movie is the Santa Stakeout, starring Tamara Maori Housley and Paul Campbell. Tanya is a police detective who is reluctantly partnered with fellow detective Ryan to solve a recent string of heists taking place during high-profile holiday parties around town. They go undercover as newlyweds Tasha and Rupert moving into the vacant house next to Mr. Miller, the jovial chair of the community's Christmas committee, and the prime suspect in the case. As Tanya and Ryan partake in the neighborhood's holiday happenings to keep up appearances and crack the case, they get swept up in Christmas. Before they know it, their cover story as a couple in love starts to become Reality. Woo! that was a mouthful. Oh God. I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm not a fan of the sister sister franchise, and so I was very cautious uh, going into this. The good point here is that I love Paul Campbell, mm. and he is why I was able to hang on and watch this at one X speed. Um, wow. i i like i like i actually did like the movie because i i felt it was very upbeat and snappy it was kind of they were going for the comedy here so this was why they didn't put this in the hallmark movies and mysteries section even though it was basically a mystery um i i liked, like like the, the, the double holiday vibes of this movie mm. except that you know what if this was a paul campbell and chris palaha movie instead of a (laughs) tamara maori movie then i would have just enjoyed it bet much much better um i just it's her her school of disney channel slash nickelodeon acting just just irritated me to to high heavens i i couldn't but paul campbell just just um yeah he he was why i stayed Paul Campbell and his
0: outfits in this movie were amazing. I like that in some move in some scenes he have like a nice like, you know, gelled back look. But then in others he had like a nice wave going on. I'm like, all right, they were experimenting with the hair. And then he had like a nice <laughs> leather jacket. He had a nice he had really nice outfits here. And guys, when I start recognizing the outfits of the lead guy, you know, it's not such a good thing. I don't know. Was Kimberly Sustad busy with like the Nine Lives of Christmas sequel? Because but where, where was she? Why
1: didn't they get her? I don't
0: understand. But yeah, it makes me sad and it makes me miss her. And it makes me realize, wow, what a star Paul Cantville is because I paid attention only in scenes he was in. And, <laughs> um, I mean, without her, which is tough because it's not a lot. Um but I also like the the fake criminal guy that they kind of framed. Like Joe Pantoliano, is like a pretty like funny and like old school star and it was nice to see him in this and just really disappointing we got the sister sister but oh well, we can't complain too much.
1: Just another side note: when we when we do mention the secondary characters, you know it's not a good thing. <laughs> I, I really liked um, Stanley, one of the well, one of the one of the neighbors. Uh, he you'll recognize him from the twenty four hour day, twenty seven hour Our day. day. Yeah. yeah, he he was That's the sick. guy who sang "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay." So shout out to Stanley. <laughs>
0: yeah, hi. <laughs> we we now know what he did after he left the farm in Montana. Exactly. All right. Well. For our last movie of the, well, slight misses, I guess, for these two, Mistletoe Misses, we've got The Miracles of Christmas Contribution. So they only had one movie this past weekend uh, called Christmas in My Heart, starring Luke McFarlane and Heather Hammonds. Concert violinist Beth tutors the daughter of reclusive country music star Sean to prep her for the holiday concert. They are joined through the connective power of music. Guys, Ooh. we've seen this before. Luke McFarlane with a musical instrument. We've seen Luke McFarlane with a beard. We've seen... Oh, a literal
1: beard. We've Where seen, haven't we seen Luke McFarlane? That's
0: the question. <laughs> you have seen Luke McFarlane with this plaid. I guess he's the good point in this thing. He's the reason I was kind of paying attention, kind of. Um, it wasn't dreadful. So, the bad side to this, I guess, is that they focused a lot on the child. And (laughs) as we've established multiple times in the past, we're not the biggest fans of kids. Not necessarily this kid, but just existentially, children in general. We make exceptions, like for Project Christmas Wish, she was adorable and lovely. Or for the kid in um, Never Kiss a Guy in a Christmas Sweater, who happens to be in Chesapeake Shores. She is not bad at all. But, like, this kid, I don't know especially when they focus like a lot on her how could they do it better i actually like the girl that's the thing i liked the leading girl except that i was just like i didn't feel the spark at all it's like give me some romance it felt like a tutorial of like oh poor child doesn't have like a you know good base but she's so worldly and like so no knowledgeable and what a precocious i didn't care i didn't give a (laughs) fuck so yeah I don't know, maybe make it less about the music. I didn't even understand he was a country star. I just thought he was some random dad. But, like, I guess it wasn't enough. It's too bad, though, because I like Luke McFarlane.
1: So, yeah. Chingai, was, his accent, this was his accent not <laughs> enough for, for you to <laughs> know that he, he was a country singer? Uh, thoughts? <sighs> you know what? I don't like the country music movies, but this was okay mm. for me. Um, I'm not that... that mad about the kid plot line i don't know i guess i was really like playing nice when i watched this movie i i think like the representation angle was nice about you know her grandma coming in and you know doing her hair and you know wanting wanting to have people to look up to who look like her but that said this is more like an after school special Mm. movie and not a love story but i think i think I, I haven't watched movies and mysteries in a while and that is mm. kind of the vibe of this channel Fair. where we get yeah. where we get less of the rom y you know, really cheesy ones and cheesy in a different way. We get it here. I just didn't really appreciate the cringe singing of Luke. <laughs> I mean he, he he it's not that he can't sing, but I feel like the song just went way too long. Um, I remember Luke had that movie where I was like, maybe they should have turned this into a horror movie. You remember that? Where he goes into the village, the Christmas village, where everyone is with elves. Christmas Town or something like that. Something like like that, Yeah. yeah. Right. And I feel like this movie could have been better if it were horror too because... It it was very quiet this movie and it just it just made me think like you know you can you can kind of turn this into a quiet place but but make it hallmark and just insert the horror element to this and it would be a lot better and more entertaining.
0: I stand correct that it's Christmas land but yes there was you Luke go. McFarland and um Nikki DeLoach and yes, horror vibes all around. But when <laughs> we're back hopefully no bad vibes and just slaying it completely when we're back on But Make It Hallmark.
1: We're glad to have you back here in Butt Make It Hallmark. Thank you for staying for the movie that slayed it this week. <laughs> we had one. Let's talk about Boyfriends of Christmas Past starring Catherine Haina Kim and Raymond A. Black. Leading up to Christmas, marketing executive Laura is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends. She must learn to open her heart or risk losing her best friend, Nate. I just haven't met the right person yet. Or maybe you have, but you just haven't realized it yet.
0: I'm not sure I see a future with you.
1: What if all your bad breakups... I'm ready to take a leap (laughs) at... Came back to haunt you.
0: Ah! Before Christmas Eve, you'll be visited by three more ex-boyfriends. This Christmas... It's pretty obvious how he feels about you. This is the future. Give love a ghost of a chance. What is he doing? You pushed him away.
1: This can't be happening.
0: Boyfriends of Christmas
1: past. I'm gonna say it now. I'm just a sucker for (laughs) Jim Halpert-ish guys in in Ah. series and movies. I... I'm, I guess I'm still not sick of the best friend trope. I thought I was. but <laughs> Okay, these two people who I haven't seen in anything before brought it. I found Raymond super cute. Like, I was just like, okay, oh my god, I like this guy. I hope they just keep bringing him back. I really liked his, like... It wasn't annoying. See, I sometimes I get annoyed by the best friend trope. but mm. But he played it well, I guess. I really liked his chemistry with... With Catherine and of course we were, we're always for diversity here and I really appreciated her family and her her dad, her stepmom, you know, I mean, she had the mom issues. I mean, the, it was told very clearly, the story. We're not fans of the moving back in time, usually, mm. especially during Christmas where they bring a Christmas story up over and over again. Uh, Yeah, let's not talk about last year's movie, but you know what? They did it so well here. I mean, we've all heard a Christmas story before, and yet I was surprised by how they adapted it this time around. The fact that she had four ex-boyfriends coming back, the fact that she kept processing uh, the dreams with her best friend until the very end where, when it was her dad who she talked to. So I felt like there was a very clear build-up complemented by the chemistry between our two leads. It, it was just right for me. The interracial freshness is all I can
0: talk about. I'm so glad to see so much more representation and it shows how much we enjoy it. Like, I can't believe we've been suffering through whiteness for so long <laughs> not suffering maybe just like <laughs> putting up with it and and that's all we knew right but there is so much more the hallmark than that and your market is clearly expanding i mean we are not from the u.s and we are doing a podcast on it that just means the the passion of the fans goes global and that means more representation and i can't stress it enough we had lucia micarelli last year with the christmas bow and I was so incredibly in love with that movie. And now we have this movie, which is a trope I absolutely abhor. But they finally got it right. They finally did the Christmas story right. I wasn't cringing every time there was a ghost. They weren't trying to be too like, ooh. Like, I like how she just discovers them in her room or, like, in her living room. And, and even the diversity of the excess. And it was just really, really well done. I, I like the chemistry between the best friends. They felt like they really had known each other for a while. And 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 that last bit when she goes into the future and she sees her best friend proposing to someone else. And, like, the heartbreak and, and like, the epiphany in that moment. It was really nice. I, I don't know if I'm just relatively disappointed with everything else and so i'm so happy with this one but i think even on a separate rewatch away from this week i think i would still enjoy it just because the way she processed her past and how she learned from it is something that i haven't really seen in recent hallmark christmas movies so
1: yes yes diversity this movie along with love strikes twice from fall harvest makes me believe that someone from hallmark is listening to our podcast (laughs) because they have taken our comments and they have improved they've they have improved the tropes that they've not done well before they've got they've done it so well now um I feel like the ending was well earned when they when they call each other "love of my life." Mm. I mean, you see it because you really see you see the progression from when they were in college and like the, their college their college selves. They weren't um, like forced; <laughs> like they didn't look like they were forty <laughs> pretending to be nineteen. You know, they they, they look their age, and I guess <laughs> that's because because we've got a diverse cast and <laughs> they're not white, so it, it's more believable. Um, <laughs> Every everything was good. And you know what I missed? I missed like uh the the secondary characters with their knowing looks. Like, of mm-hmm. course, uh the best friend and their dad, they knew what was up between exactly. the two. And it wasn't annoying or, or clawing when they would when they would make hints at the two of them getting together. It was like you you wanted to be uh, you were team Lauren Nate, right? You wanted yep. them to to get together, and it was just so satisfying to see this movie go from start to finish.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned her family. I absolutely love Asian parents. I mean, obviously we have Asian parents, but it's not the same representation. <laughs> Our parents are not these parents. These are TV parents, but I like it. I liked how the relationship really deepened, or at least we got to see more layers to it. It it really just shows that like. I don't know, I don't know why I'm so affected by movies where it's an Asian lead, but it really, really hits close. And I'm not Korean, but, like, I think it's just, like, seeing the closest you'll get to, to being represented on this channel. And it's it's so nice. It's It feels so weird to be gushing about a time travel movie again on a Christmas one with the Christmas story Scrooge angle because God knows you've been here too many times But this time, I welcome it. And I actually quite enjoyed it. So yeah, good job, boyfriends of Christmas past. Good job, boyfriends of Christmas past. (laughs) When we're back, even if it's Christmas, you know we've got the holiday edition. (laughs) Merry, kill. We'll see you then. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You have been listening to us mm-hmm. complain or rave about the Mistletoe Missus and the slaying that we all got through for the first week, and we have many more weeks to come. But until then, we present to you our first installment of the holiday edition of <laughs> Mary Kill Chingai. I think we both know who we're killing. I'll start with my mass murder. I am killing both sister, sister Tamara Maury and Danica McKellar. Please just go. Please just leave. I think they did like the countdown to Christmas preview, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it's like, wow, wow, Hallmark, way to target me and trigger me. No, no, it's a no. Um, so yeah, sorry, I'm killing them. And no regrets, just love, no regrets.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even remember Danica McKellar. It was just Tamara for <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's good to know we always have consensus on our kills and a little more. Uh, But who are we fucking? I'll start.
1: (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Let's hear it. I I, I
0: didn't get to mention it a while ago, but I really had this huge crush on this character named Ravi from iZombie, and he really, really looks like Raymond A. Black, also known as Nate from Boyfriends of Christmas Past. And I really like that guy. Like, I ended up stalking him on Twitter, like, cause he's so funny and he's like a Liverpool fan. And anyway, I'm not a Liverpool fan. But the point here is, he gives me Raymond A. Black vibes. It's kind of creepy. And yeah, I would totally fuck him. Yeah. So Raymond A. Black slash Robbie, I choose to fuck you.
1: And I choose to fuck Paul Campbell <laughs> because he <laughs> Why? I, he can do no wrong in my book. Um, yeah. Maybe it's the hair. I think
0: it's the hair because actually, Chingai, fuck him first and then I'll marry him, or fuck him after. I don't care. Um, I'm marrying Paul Campbell. There is just really something about him. I think it's the the outfits. I I don't know. Did he lose weight? I don't know. But he looks he looks
1: extra. There, there's good, something about right? it, right? It's like, it's yeah. Like he
0: realized over one Christmas season that he was really good looking, and then now he's just like really like leaning into it, and I'm not complaining because there is like a je ne sais quoi about him, this, this new confidence, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like a bit more like, because even like it's in Christmas and Starlight last year like he was supposed to be this cocky rich guy or whatever but I yeah. didn't get this kind of swagger as a policeman in this uh, like movie, he feels a lot more like, just like that, oozing that confidence, so yes, I would love to wake up to that kind of Paul Campbell Every single
1: day. Do you think his co-star brings it out No. In, and that's no. why. No, no, no. We've killed her. She doesn't exist anymore. Please do not mention all her All right, anymore. all right, all right. Fight taken. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do trade seas because uh, after you fuck uh, Raymond A <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and marry Good him. One. I just, I, I just love, I love his look. I love his hair. I love, like, like you. I, I had. Well, this, this isn't the same guy, but I had kind of a crush on the the Aladdin dude oh. <laughs> when I, the, the live action yeah. Aladdin dude when I watched it, and and he kind of, I don't know. They, they have the same. Maybe it's the Aladdin hair. I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. He, he's gonna be my marriage. This guy looks like a lot of people, huh? Or I guess reminds us of a lot of people,
0: which honestly is not a bad thing. So guys, thank you. Thank you for listening to our first episode of the holiday season. We're going to try and aim to release these weekly. Wish us luck. We wish you luck as you try to get through this year's Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas and Lifetime movies and GAC's Christmas movies it's a stacked year, and let's not forget Netflix might throw in their hat as well. We'll be focusing, of course, on Hallmark, but who knows what the future brings. If you aren't following us on Twitter and Instagram, please do. We are at Make it Hallmark on Twitter and at but Make it Hallmark on Instagram. I need to tattoo this to my forehead for me to remember. <laughs> please like, subscribe, share with friends, and we'll see you guys next week with brand new movies from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Jingai, and...
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.